is be who you are. Love who you are. Love what you can accomplish. Love what it is that you can do. And, and, and try not to work on somebody else's standards, right? It's your journey. You got to do what feels good for you. And every step that you take is a good one. One more Rolling With Tay podcast? Well, follow on Instagram and Twitter at Rolling With Tay. Visit the blog rollingwithtay.wordpress.com for more content and be sure to sign up for the monthly newsletter. And lastly, subscribe to the YouTube channel Rolling With Tay. This is the Rolling With Tay podcast. I'm your host, Tasia, a.k.a. Tay, and this is episode eight, and my guest is Case. Um, welcome to the podcast. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great, Tess. It's uh, it's fantastic and uh, fantastic to be here. I'm uh, really excited to uh, join the podcast. Ah, thank you for being a guest. Now, uh, Case and I met last year working on the TCS NYC Marathon in New York City, um, and he was talking about all the cool activities that he was into, like running, scuba diving, snowboarding. And I was like, I have to have him on the podcast. <laughs> I have to have, I have to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Like you seem like the person, right? That has gone to these cool places to do these epic things like scuba dive in Tahiti or mountain bike in Spain or run a marathon in Japan, which you probably have. Mm. Um, snowboarding. Not, not yet, but it's on the list. Oh, you have it? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and like snowboarding in the Swiss Alps. Like you seem like that person. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 if, I, if I see an interesting thing to do, I usually set my mind to it and I just get to it and do it. So, uh, you know, we only have one life and I really don't feel like wasting it on a compromise. Ooh, I like that. I like mm -hmm. that. Okay, so let's get into it. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is okay. Case? Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Case. I, uh, I grew up uh, in both the Netherlands and the United States. I've been traveling back and forth my entire life, but for the last uh, 30 plus years, I've been living in, uh, in uh, the New York area. Uh, I've uh, Two, uh, two very energetic sons, uh, 15 and 17, who both play varsity baseball in, uh, in the New York City school system. And uh, they pretty much were one of the big inspirations for me trying to get fit, stay fit, and then uh, uh, keep, keep, uh, keep, keep at it because uh, those boys got a lot of energy. And the thought of falling behind them was uh, was really hard to take. Uh, just back when they were uh, back when they were really young. So that's where I think a lot of my drive comes from to show them that anything is possible, that you can do anything as long as you put a lot of work into it. Mm -hmm. That's what's up. No. <laughs> Keeping you young. <laughs> that's uh, it, you know, and 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 the funny thing is, they look at me with everything that I do, and they're exhausted just listening to me. So I don't know whether I may have taken it a few steps too far, but I'm hoping that as they get older, they'll uh, they'll they'll start to they'll start to work on some of the same uh, uh, energy levels that I have. I'm sure. I'm sure they will. <laughs> okay, so let's start from the beginning. All right. So mm -hmm. which is the beginning? Is it is it running? Is it, what did you get into first? Yeah, I'm going to say, well, you know, I, 
back uh, way back in you know 1999 i was uh i was with somebody and we uh, we decided to take a six-month trip to travel around the world i'd never done uh i'd never done a travel around the world trip and uh the thought was that we would live on a really tight budget, but we would keep a separate budget for scuba diving. So we went to Belize for about a month and went to a little island called Key Cocker, which, uh, which back then was uh, pretty underdeveloped uh, and, and hooked up with a scuba school, scuba diving school and got our, uh, got our certification. And from there on, just kept traveling westward and spent the next five, six months everywhere we went. When there was a good place to go scuba diving, we, uh, we hooked up with a, uh, with a boat, with a, uh, with a land-based operation, whatever it was, and, and got in the water. And that really opened my eyes in a lot of ways. First of all, to, to scuba diving, obviously. Uh, the world down there is, is, so, is so large. Uh, you, you know, 70% of the, of, of the world is ocean, right? And, and even when we're diving, we just get to see one tiny little sliver of it. But our field of vision when we're down there is so humongous, you know, it, it's like looking at a 360 degree color screen. And just everything is everything as colors all everywhere you look up, down, left, right. And it really it really mesmerized me from the first time I went into the water uh, until now. I still take at least two dive trips a year, uh, and 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 so that's where that started. Um, going back earlier, uh, you know, as a youngster, I played soccer growing up in the Netherlands. It's kind of what everybody does. Uh, but I also played baseball uh, because I spent my summers in the United States, and you know, Dutch people thought that was a little bit weird. <laughs> but we, but we, you know, but we, we, we'd have one team per city and we travel around to different cities and kind of try and make that happen. And so that was my, my earlier years. And then things kind of took a, uh, let's say, let's say they, they took a, a rock and roll pause as I got more into music and got more into uh, exploring that side of the world. And so right around my 30th is when I started to get the physical activities back. Mm. Uh, and I really found out that my body and brain operate a lot better when I have a lot of physical activities packed in today. That has to be like, I've seen scuba diving videos and it just looks so amazing. Like it just, I wish... I could one day do that. I think you have to, don't you have to know how to swim to do that? You Scuba do dive? have to know how to swim. Okay, to see, yeah, so <laughs> once, I, once I learn how to swim, then yeah. I, I do want to scuba dive. Like, I, that seems like, yeah, it seems really cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole different world. I mean, uh, you know, I live in, I live in New York City where we're, uh, we're cramped on top of each other. Uh, and there's a lot of noise and, uh, and I, you know, I tend to fill up a lot of spaces with noise myself. And one of the things that I love is you're going on a 60, 70, 80 minute dive. There's no more talking. Mm. Right. So, and, and, and there's noise, but the noise is, you know, parrot fishes nibbling on coral. Uh, it's, uh, maybe it's, uh, it's 80 feet above a little, 
little fishing boat going above, but for the most part, it's a really subdued sound and, mm. and you're really just with your thoughts in, in, in this, in this peaceful space, looking at, looking at nature. So instead of visiting a zoo, you're, you're in the zoo, you're part of it and, and fish come and check you out and they go away from you again. And it's uh, yeah, that's a wonderful, uh, wonderful experience that I still, I still, like I said, I try and keep at least two trips a year, uh, you know, about a week at a time where I just, I go away and either go by myself or I've got two good friends that I, that I travel with and do these things with. And we just find our place, strap on our gear, jump in the water and have some adventures. Nice. What are the, where are some of the places you've been scuba diving? Right. So, you know, for, for living, living in the Eastern United States, the Caribbean is obviously a closest place to go to. So, and me being Dutch, I have a proclivity to uh, some of the Dutch foods that I can get in the Dutch Antilles. So I've spent a lot of time in Bonaire, I've spent a lot of time in Curacao. Mm -hmm. uh, and then my go-to for the last five, six years for a quick fix has been Cozumel in, uh, in Mexico. That's really been a place for me where I feel at home. I love the culture. I love the people there. Uh, I've, I've made a decent amount of friends there. Uh, and in particular, my dive master there is a, uh, is a, uh, is a fascinating gentleman. His nickname is Cubano. His name is uh, Jorge. And he is one of the local Ironmen in, uh, in Cozumel. And I've got the extra advantage to every day that the port closes due to high winds. We call each other up at five o'clock in the morning and we go run a half marathon together instead. So, I, you know, or he'll say, do you want to, do you want to get on a bike and ride a hundred kilometers? And said, well, let's do it. You know, because, because if he's got the energy, all I got to do is get in his wheel and I know I'm going to keep going and I'm going to see things that I never would be able to see if I decided I wanted to sleep late, if I decided I wanted to just lie by the pool. And that's really where a lot of this drive gets me from. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm like that when I go on vacation or when I go anywhere, I'm like, let's go. I'm up early. Let's go. Let's go. Let's see. Let's have this adventure. Yeah. Yeah. My friends make fun of my friends make fun of me. So I, I'm at least an hour before everybody else. And, uh, <laughs> as, as I've gotten older, I've, I've found that I really, in order to stave off injury, I need to do a lot of core work. So by the time my friends roll out of bed, they usually find me on a floor somewhere trying to do some crunches or trying to get into some yoga poses and trying to get my body ready uh, for the day. Uh, because I also do realize that this is this is finite, right? This fitness. Yes. And, yep. uh, and, and one of the big fears that I have is uh, I'm 52 years old right now and I feel like I'm the strongest I've ever been in my life. Mm -hmm. But I realize that there's a timeline involved here and especially the scuba diving, I want to be doing that until I'm 80, 85 years old. Uh, and in order to do that, you need a back, right? Oh, you, yeah. you, you need a back, you need to be able to move your body. And so I'm a big believer in trying to keep myself uh, as fit as I can while still living a good life. So you, you'll never see me you know, dieting to misery or, or, or anything like that. I, I like a slice of pizza. I like a nice line <laughs> of beer. Uh, but I'm going to try and keep my body strong so I can keep doing what I want to do. Yeah. That's, so, um... yeah. So sorry, I got sidetracked. So the scuba diving on the Caribbean side, it's that. Uh, and then I try my, my, my best dive buddy lives in the Netherlands. 
And so we try and get to Asia every third, fourth year. So we've been to the Philippines. I've been to Thailand. did a a little bit of scuba diving in in Malaysia as well. And we're looking to get to Indonesia uh, from what I hear next spring, we're gonna look to go there, uh, which is where uh, my my dive buddy is, his his ancestry is from there. And so we'll try and get there. And, you know, to me, it's like the the further away we can get, put me in the middle seat in the back of an airplane for 16 hours. I don't care, I fold up small and uh, just take me somewhere new and I'm ready for the experience. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Oh my gosh. Damn, I'm going to travel with y'all. I don't know about the diving park because I can't scuba, I can't swim, but (laughs) yeah, well, there's, there's other things to do as well, but I mean, it's, uh, these, these are the trips that we take. And, and so that's one side of it. And so the scuba diving is one part. And I want to say about uh, 13 years ago, when I weighed in about 40 pounds heavier than I was right now, and I was having a tough time tying my shoe without getting, uh, without running out of breath. And that's when I said, listen, you know, I've got to do something. And so I was doing a job in uh, 42nd Street on the west side. And I, I live in Brooklyn. And what I did is I started walking down the West Side Highway. This is the month of January, it's February, March. I started walking down the West Side Highway in the afternoons. So in the cold, but in the bright sunshine, I'd walk to World Trade Center, get on the train there, and then go home. And what I found, and this eventually led me to a real love of running, is mm-hmm. that just by walking for 20 minutes, every worry that I had in my brain would just get released and I would get on the subway and I wouldn't be angry at the person standing too close to me that clearly hadn't showered in three days. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wouldn't get annoyed with the person standing in front of the door uh, and I would find myself to just be much more patient. And so I said, all right, well, this is going to help me be a better father, a better husband. uh, And, and I'm going to get fit. And that led to trying to circle prospect park, uh, while running, and it would take me about five stops per run uh, in order to get there. And I would, you know, my lungs would be burning, my legs would be burning. And and I remember you know, about six months of that. I eventually, one day I came home and and I was in tears. And, and my family asked me, I said, what's going on? I said, you guys don't understand. I left my house. I ran all the way around Prospect Park and I came home. And it didn't stop once. Mm. I did it. I did it. And I was, I mean, I, I get choked up now still remembering it. And I said, you know, this is this is really something. And so then from there on, I had some friends in the building. They said, listen, let's sign you up for a race. And I signed up for the Brooklyn Half Marathon in 2010. And lo and behold, I ran that thing in an hour and 50 minutes. And everybody mm. looked at me and said, that's pretty fast for a, uh, for a non-runner. And I said, well, I guess I'm a runner now. And, uh, you know, I've, I've run the Brooklyn half every single year, except for the COVID years when it didn't happen. And that's now become my special race, uh, where I get to celebrate, uh, I get to celebrate this new fitness. And so that's when running really kind of jumped in for me. And, uh, you know, now, um, I've run six marathons. I'm leaving tonight for Rotterdam in the Netherlands. 
I'm going to run my seventh marathon on Sunday. And if everything goes well, I'm going to run, uh, I'm going to run a time that's going to be uh, close to or, or beat my best time ever at the, at the age of 52. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for what's ahead. Ooh, nice. Listen, yep. best of luck and keep me updated on your time. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be something. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that we know on race day. Uh, <clears throat> as you know, when you and I met at the New York City Marathon, it was an unseasonably hot day, yes. uh, which was which was wonderful for us volunteers because yes. we were we were very comfortable. But it had to have been miserable for the runners. And I, I talked to several of them after the race, and you know, a lot of people had to forego their time goals and had to walk at times because it was just too much. So I feel pretty lucky with the temperatures that we have in New York today. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm flying into Amsterdam where it's, uh, you know, 55, 58 degrees during the day. And so that's, uh, that's more of a, that's a, that's a better temperature uh, to, uh, to get my race done. So what did training look like for this race, your upcoming race? Okay. Uh, so because I've done a few, Marathons now, I've learned a lot about what works for my body, what doesn't work for my body. I will tell you that the first one that I did, I did a program where I ran uh, three three days a week. And uh, that kind of meant I drank alcohol four days a week. Because every day I didn't have to run the next morning. I would go put a bunch of beers in me. And uh, that, that clearly, you know, that trained me enough to finish a marathon, but it wasn't enough to actually do something. So the program I've been using for the last few marathons is actually a Boston Athletic Association uh, program called the BAA3. It runs about five to six days a week, and it incorporates a decent amount of hills to simulate the, uh, the Boston course. Uh, and, and that, that program runs between 40 and 50 miles a week. So it's a, it's a pretty intense program, but I find that it brings me to a point where finishing a marathon is no longer a thought and where if I run smart, I can really start to feel stronger as the race progresses. So, uh, just looking in the last 17 weeks, I've put 750 miles on my body and, uh, and I'm, I'm tired and I'm creaky and uh, I've got some aches uh, because it, it doesn't come for free. Uh, but I think I'm, uh, I'm aerobically, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go at this point. Wow. Hey. So, yeah. So what I do is I do a combination. Uh, I, I have a wonderful uh, group. Uh, on Tuesday mornings that I train with in Prospect Park. Mm -hmm. We are uh, part of the Prospect Park Track Club's early marathon training groups. We have, a, we have a group that meets at 6.15 in the morning. And our motto is uh, no nonsense, no yapping at 6.15 where everybody's warmed up and we're ready to go because everybody's got to get to work. So there's no uh, talking about how everybody's days went and everything else. We just <laughs> go and get it done. Uh, and so those have been my Tuesdays. Uh, my main running group is a, is a group called We Are NYC Running Club. And I find those teammates in Central Park on the weekends uh, to do my long runs with. I prefer to either go to Central Park or I take huge slices of Brooklyn and just go run in the direction and, you know, find that waterfront and, 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 and try and find uninterrupted spaces 
Uh, one of the things that's difficult about New York City is, you know, as you know, we got a lot of streetlights, we got a lot mm -hmm. of traffic. So we're always searching for a place where we can run uninterrupted for as many miles as we can. And so that for me, that's Brooklyn Waterfront, that's Central Park, that's Prospect Park. On, um, on the weekends for your long runs, um, how much do you typically run? Like how many miles? So th this program, I mean, it, it tops out usually at 20 miles for the long run. But, okay. but if that's the one day, then the other weekend day, you'll run 10 more. So you'll run about 30 on the weekend. And a lot of it is based on getting your legs tired. So you're not training for the first 20 miles of the marathon. You're training for the last 10, the last mm. 15, right? And so uh, a lot of my, you know, 14, 15 milers will be on the fifth consecutive day that I'm running. And maybe you're doing speed work one day and then easy the next day and long the third day. So you're really trying to get your legs tired. Uh, you're trying to get your, your body tired so that you can really work towards that end. And like I said, if I run according to the plan that I've set up, uh, I should be getting stronger as the race goes. And mm. then hopefully everything works until maybe the last 5k when it's just a pure gut it out and swear and curse and, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and, and just, just go with willpower. Oh, listen, best of luck to you this weekend. I know you'll do great. I'll be rooting for you here in the U.S. Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be fun. And then I'm going to stop running for a little while. That's going to be the greatest. Uh, that's going to be the greatest. I, uh, I heard an interview with, uh, with, with Des Linden once and who took a month off from running. And, uh, you know, reporters asked her, so said, you know, what did you do with yourself? And uh, I think, I think, and I, I don't know the exact quote, but she said something to the extent of, uh, said, I'm going to grow a couch out of my butt. And I said, you know, that's a wonderful idea. So I'm seriously going to try and slow down a little bit and, uh, you know, just just enjoy some things and then get to the secondary sports, right? Because it can't all be about running. I uh, I haven't touched my mountain bike, gosh, in, in, in eight, nine months now. Nice. And it is uh, and it is it is time to get back on that thing. Uh, you know, the problem is when you're marathon training, you're you're scared of you're scared of falling off the mountain bike because mm -hmm. you you know you put so much time in it you go over the handlebars and you break your collarbone you know you don't just lose the mountain biking you lose all the training that you're involved in so uh, I think once I'm done with this race I'm gonna get back on the bike uh, I did manage to uh, I did manage to get some snow sports in this weekend so that was good uh, or sorry this winter. But I'm, uh, I'm really hoping to put more of an accent on that this coming winter as well. Uh, so I want to kind of get back to all the other uh, sports that I do. All right. And you, when you said this weekend, I'm like, well, where did you go this weekend? <laughs> um, no, I'm sorry. I'm a little delirious. <laughs> so um, what's one piece of advice that you could offer runners? I'm going to say you, 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 have to, you have to listen to yourself. You have to you have to feel your body. If your body is trying to tell you something, it's trying to tell you something. And you can have the best training plan in the world. And there's definitely times to push through things. Uh, but if you've got a pain somewhere, uh, you know, listen to, listen to that pain. And when your training program says recovery on it, it means it. Uh, I think we we tend to 
skip over a lot of the things that we don't like, right? I think that's uh, I think that's a nature that we have, uh, and the things that don't come natural to us. But there's a reason these programs are written. So that's my biggest piece of advice is, is listen to your body and listen to your training program. The other part and what's really helped me is, is work on your core. Uh, running is repetitive. You're constantly pounding yourself into the pavement. Uh, and repetitiveness leads to injuries. And when you get injured, especially during a training program, there's very little chance to recover because you've got all these, all these other runs on the schedule. So what's worked really well for me is to just have a 15 minutes daily where I try and take care of my core. I do just tiny little things with my, with my hips, with my arms, try and put five minutes into every uh, big muscle group and just keep my overall fitness uh, uh, in check. And I keep the level on that so easy that even when I'm dead exhausted, I really don't have an excuse not to just go ahead and get on the floor for a couple minutes. So, you know, my, my, my wife and kids laugh at me because they wake up at, you know, six in the morning and, you know, there's dad lying in his underwear <laughs> on the living room carpet, trying to do crunches again and huffing and puffing. But, you know, I, I, I hope that as they see me doing this year after year, they understand that what I'm doing is I'm building and I'm maintaining strength for the long run. Yeah. Yeah, and like, like I said, when I when I spoke to you, um, I was inspired by all the activities that you were doing, and I'm just like, wow, like you aren't letting age, you're not letting anything stop you. Like I said earlier, like you just, I want to do these activities, mm-hmm. snowboarding, which you yep. said you started at fifty. Like, yeah, that that was. I don't know how good of an idea that was, but that was definitely <laughs> something. And I, I'm glad you brought it up because it's it's one of the parts of uh, of of being, you know, both being a dad and 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 being stubborn. So, I grew up uh, in the Netherlands, which is which is flat as a pancake, and you know, my mom had these wooden cross country skis, and you know, two days out of the year. Uh, three days out of the year, there'd be some snow and, you know, there we'd go. And, you know, I always looked at the, uh, the more fortunate people that had a little bit more budget and they would go, uh, they'd go to the Alps uh, and, and go downhill skiing. And I said, you know, I want to learn how to do that. So fast forward uh, 20 years and I'm, I'm doing a job in Vermont and one of the crew members I'm with says, let's rent some skis and, you know, let's go down this mountain. And I said, well, you know, I was on cross-country skis before. I'm sure I could do this. So we're at Stowe, Stowe, Vermont. And what do I know? I think it's a little mountain or whatever. And uh, we take the uh, we take the lift up to the top. And I said, uh, all right, what do I do now? He said, point down and uh, let's go. And so about 15 seconds later, I'm, I'm lying in between the trees, upside down, about five feet into powder, uh, with my thumb almost ripped out of my ligament oh because my, my the straps of my uh, boots, you know, everything was was a big mess. And I obviously I realized that, okay, this is a little bit different than cross-country skiing. But I got back up again and, and said, all right, let's let's take it to an easier slope. And, uh, and ironically, that day, we were there in the afternoon and after about an hour and a half, he saw, uh, my, my buddy saw what happened to me and said, let's go 
get some food and went to a Mexican restaurant and had, had a beer and they gave me a shot of tequila. And I said, now let's go try it again. And as it turns out, once I loosened up a little bit, I got the hang of it and uh, I, I put in a good 10, 15 years of skiing and absolutely loved it. Uh, only problem is I'm always looking at the snowboarders and they're like, you know, they're a little, they're a little cooler. It looks a little cooler than skiing. You know, it's uh, kind of like the inline skaters look a little bit cooler than rollerblades, you know, or I, I think, I think so anyway. And so when my oldest son was about 14, he said to me that, you know, I want to switch from skis to snowboard. And I said, listen, I'll go with you. But I heard that the learning curve really sucks and, mm -hmm. that, and that we're going to, and that we're going to hurt ourselves quite a bit. And he's like, well, if you're willing to give it a chance, I'm willing to give it a chance. So because I don't learn lessons very well, we, we, <laughs> we drove, we drove to Gore, which is a mountain uh, in New York, but it's definitely not one of the smaller mountains. And mm -hmm. we, we got on snowboards and uh, yeah, day one was absolutely hell. It, it, it was, uh, you know, you're strapped in and both feet are connected to each other. And we took a lesson and, you know, uh, <clears throat> that's when you really, you feel your age because every time you fall down, you have to unstrap, you have to get up again and it's exhausting. Uh, and after day one, my son said, dad, this was great. I'm going back to skiing tomorrow. I don't want to wait for the whole weekend. <laughs> and he said, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'm going to take another lesson. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna try it again. And it and I, and I made it until about lunch, until finally my wife looked at me and said, "You know, you, you tried hard enough, but you know, why don't you come and sit by the fire?" And you know, I, she's just afraid that I'm gonna break every bone in my body. And so it was a, it was kind of not a success. But I said, "Listen, you know, uh, I heard it takes three days." So uh, two weeks later, we went to a little mountain just outside of uh, New York City called uh, Mount, Mount Peter. And, uh, you know, if you know what you're doing, I'm sure it only takes about 30 seconds to get down the mountain. And it's about three little turns. And I took my son with me and lo and behold, we got the hang of it. We, we got down that little thing without falling and we went back up again and did it again. And we took about 30, 35 runs that day and said, you know what, I think we've got the hang of it. And, uh, yeah, now I, now I can, uh, I can get on my snowboard uh, and I can, I can get down a medium sized mountain pretty good. My, my son, who's, you know, obviously a lot more pliable than I am. He mm -hmm. leaves me in, 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 in the dust and he just takes off and, you know, runs down to double blacks and everything else. But I'd listened to another friend of mine that said, uh, Case, you don't need to go down double black diamonds. You can just cruise the blues mm -hmm. and, you can enjoy yourself. And I've always had a thing with surfing. I've always had a thing with, you know, snowboarding, but that kind of that carvy, groovy style. And, you know, one day I found a bunch of powder and I really understood that why, why they made a snowboard in the first place. And so I, uh, I, I hope that I can stay fit enough that I don't have to go back to skis for a really long time to come. I, I really enjoy being on it and and being one of the older ones on a snowboard and uh and just yeah like you said before kind of defying age with it and celebrating the fitness that i have i fall down but mm -hmm. i've got enough muscle to pick myself back up again i've got enough resolve to keep going and i uh 
I, I, I think that was actually a really good choice to, to switch over to the snowboard. Snowboarding looks cool. That's another activity that looks cool. Um, haven't tried it. <laughs> I'm barely on, on skis, so yeah. I, I see the snowboard. Well, I'm just like, mm. <laughs> you, 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 you heard it from me. It takes three days. Okay, you know, and and really, the smaller the mountain, the better. I would say, just so that you, uh, just so you can get back down and get a break going back up on the lift again. But uh, it's uh, it was a learning curve, but but here we are, right? We, what am I going to tell my son? Uh, I, I'm not willing to learn this. It hurts too much. Uh, you know, what kind of an example am I setting for him? So as long as I've got the strength in my body, I certainly have the strength in my brain. So let's go give it a shot and uh, let's see. And, and that really worked out. Uh, the other one with that is, is mountain biking. Mm -hmm. My, my boys, you know, the Dutch, we grew up on bicycles, uh, do everything on a bicycle, uh, but I'd never really gone mountain biking. And my kids, when they were, you know, three years old, I got them, you know, BMX bikes to learn how to ride on. And, and they learned and they would immediately, you know, put down a piece of plywood and, and a traffic cone and find themselves a little ramp to do something on. And I said, all right, well, you know, you guys want to go ride in the dirt? I said, I'll, I'll, I'll find a used mountain bike somewhere and, and here we go. And so, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it was a couple of years of me trying to teach my children how to ride. And now they, uh, now let's, uh, let me, let me put it the, the nice way. Now they wait for me after every five, six turns <laughs> until, until, until dad comes around because what I have in strength, I certainly don't have in recklessness anymore. Mm -hmm. I recognize that breaking bones after the age of 50 is, is kind of dangerous, uh, a dangerous game and and my boys kind of have that reckless abandon when they see a six foot drop they'll take one look at it and then they'll go and uh you know i look at it and i said that's that's great for you guys and i uh, i will take a video of you and i'll post it for you but i'm not i'm not gonna hurt myself doing that anymore so and and, and i have these days that i really wish i still had that fearlessness that they have uh because now having the ability and all the toys at my disposal to do all the things I would somehow wish that I had that, you know, that, that like, I really don't care attitude uh, mm -hmm. that they, that they can have and, and go with it. Of course, you know, they don't have to think if we break all of our bones, who's going to drive us home. Right. Exactly. You know, and, that's, and that's kind of the situation that I sit with. Listen, I'm thinking about the insurance. I'm, I'm thinking about a lot of things. Like, I, you know, I, I do inline skating. So when I was young, I'm jumping down the stairs. I'm jumping yep. stuff backwards. Now, after I get, got back into it, I'm just like, mm, let me walk down these stairs. Let me be very cautious. Like, before, did I, I didn't wear any protective gear. Now, what? Uh, knee pads, wrist guards, helmet, like, and there's yep. a lot that I, yeah. like I do not want to fall. <laughs> did I did I hear that you're going to uh, that you're going to the Berlin Marathon? Yes, 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 yes. That's I am fabulous. going. So 2019, I was there for the for the run and the uh, and the inline skating race is the day before, and so 
uh, I went with my uh, with with my roommate for that trip. We went to go look at the inline skaters, and man, I will tell you, I don't know how how fast you go, but the uh, the beginning of that pack, the speed that those guys go, and and I don't know if this is the right time to tell you, but we went to a spot early in the race where there was a ninety degree turn, and it and the the and the course went across several tram tracks and it was raining and the combination of all those things said all right mm. well this this is not going to be a good idea uh and uh i i, I will spare you the details but after about, <laughs> after about 15 minutes we went back home again and said this is not good for our uh our mental health to see so many people going down <laughs> so i'm just going to ask you to please 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 take it easy on those turns yes. because i don't know how you guys do it at that speed it's uh it's it's really my hat's off to you guys it's uh that to me looks crazy for all the crazy things that i do yeah <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for the heads up. I definitely won't be going as fast as them. <laughs> they, they are speed skaters. I'll, I'll be in the back of the pack. But okay. um, I will um, definitely, I will watch out for those turns. Yeah, it's, uh, it, you know, but 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 fascinating. And I, and I love it. You know, that that's why our, our initial conversation, we got to work with each mm-hmm. other over kind of a 30, 36-hour period. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really nice when you have these, these conversations about what other people are doing. And I got to tell you, just hearing you talk about that, you know, if if it's not inline skating, it's going to be something else. So you're inspiring me to, you know, let's look even wider. Let's, let's, you know, let's see if there's something else that we can do. Let's see, because who's going to tell us now? Right. You get what I'm saying? Who's, who's going to tell us that we're too old? Who's going to tell us that we're too slow? Who's going to tell us that we can't get there? You know, I, I have I have limited funds, so I have to work things out. And like I said, I, I fold myself into a middle seat in the back of an airplane, but I can get to places really far away. And uh, you figure out a fun thing for me to do. And uh, if you're a good company, then probably just sign me up because chances are I'm going to come join you. Oh, all right. All right, then. <laughs> Listen. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Um, enjoying our lives, enjoying these experiences, um, these activities, these hobbies that are good for us, you know, mentally and physically. Like, I, I just love that I'm, I'm so into biking, you know, like, I bike because it's fun. I bike, yeah, because of fitness, but it's fun. And it can take me places that um, a car can't take me, you know, I can... Um, same thing with inline skating. Um, same thing with hiking. Like I get something out of all these activities and I just hope, you know, the listeners and my friends and family have something. It doesn't have to be exactly, it doesn't have to be cycling, doesn't have to be um, hiking, you know, but whatever they do, hopefully it brings them joy and they, they enjoy it. And it brings them something like if it, if it's, good for your fitness great if it's good for your mental excellent you know what I'm saying yeah no that's that's and I think the mental part of it is so big like I said what the scuba diving does uh you know it 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 puts me at peace what the running does is it releases all the all the kind of the bottom layers of my mood I can be in the crappiest mood in the world two miles into a run everything is lifted 
Ah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you hike to the top of that mountain. Yeah, you're you're suffering because you're going up and everything else. But you get to that, you either you get to that view or you make a turn. Uh, I'll I'll tell you another uh, funny story that while I was traveling around the world, uh, I did this five day hike around the Wilson's Promontory, and it was, uh, you know, just south of Melbourne in Australia, and mm-hmm. it's. Uh, it's kind of a, you know, a tip of the most southern tip of Australia, I think, of the mainland. Somebody will correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, and either day two or day three, every day you kind of like sleep a little bit in from an alcove off the beach. And then you go up and over a ridge and then kind of get down again. So it's about 730 in the morning and we've started hiking because it's uh, because it's going to be a hot day and we want to get the uh, the uphill part over with. And there's all these switchbacks and, and I'm a little bit ahead of my travel partner and I make this switchback. And as I make this switchback, there's a kangaroo on the switchback above me that <laughs> is doing the exact, the exact opposite one of me. And there we are standing in front of each other and neither of us know what to do. Right. <laughs> because, because I'm not supposed to be there. And I certainly was not expecting the kangaroo. And, you know, I'd heard that those animals can get pretty vicious. So I certainly wasn't getting any, get any closer to it, but, you know, we just stood there for 30 seconds. And then eventually the kangaroo turned around and kind of like jumped into the bush and went off. Cause obviously it's a lot more agile than I am. I mean, I was in a good mood for three days after that, because look what just happened. Yeah. I ran into a kangaroo in the wild and, 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 you know, the only way I could have done it is by hiking for three days straight. Mm-hmm. And that's where those things come from. And there's no guarantees. I go into the ocean. You know, people say like, you know, what are you hoping to see? I said, well, I'm hoping to be down there. And whatever comes my way, comes my way. Uh, you know, keep the expectations where you're going to be happy no matter what you're doing. And that anything that comes around is just going to be, is just going to be a bonus. And, and so the more you get out there, the more bonuses you get. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's it. And uh, you know, in this case, all this traveling, all these activities, I've met such wonderful people such as yourself. I, uh, I understand we're going to be working. We're going to be working together again uh, this November. And, and I already, I cannot wait. I can't wait to, to see my new friends at the start of the New York city marathon. Uh, you know, and, 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 and so the experiences just get better and better and better. And it's just because we lead active lifestyles. We get all, we get all of that. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, what words of encouragement do you have any, would you give to someone scared to start their journey to fitness, start these new activities? What words of encouragement or advice would you give them? Well, the advice would be to not compare yourself to somebody else. Uh, I, I'm lucky enough that I'm old enough where the internet came a little bit later. Mm. Uh, and, I, and I don't feel like I'm as affected by it. But I was, I was walking down the street uh, yesterday and overheard, you know, uh, a couple of younger people uh, talking about an event. And they said, how many influencers are coming? And it just got me to think of like, oh, God, you know, what if you have to try and compare your fitness to what you see? Mm. on the internet that sounds like a really scary thing you know i look like a 52 year old man i'm never going to look like a 30 year old man because i'm not 30 years old right do you understand what i'm saying so to try and compare myself to somebody that i can't be is going to be a discouragement so the advice i'm going to give is is be who you are love who you are love what you can accomplish 
love what it is that you can do and, and, and try not to work on somebody else's standards, right? It's your journey. You got to do what feels good for you. And every step that you take is a good one. Mm-hmm. That's really, that, that's really what it is. Fitness is for everybody. It just takes as many different forms as there are people. Mm, I like that. I got to write that down. Fitness is for everyone. I like that. Well, there you go. I mean, <laughs> you know, look, look at it. You, you, you can inline skate. I can snowboard, right? And, and, and here we are. And we're, 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 we're doing the same thing. We're just going about it differently. Right. Yep. Yep. Find what works for you. Yeah, and, 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 keep, and keep looking, right? And, and so if, if you find that something doesn't work for you, uh, you know, I, I, I know people who've tried to run and they hate it. Yeah. Well, why, you know, why keep doing it, right? right? Uh, what I keep coming back to now is something that I found over the last year and a half, and I touched on it earlier, is, is the core work, right? I, I used to, you know, set up these videos of, you know, try and follow this video for 20 minutes. And I'd be bathing in sweat and, you know, stick with it for a month. And then a day or two would come around where I couldn't get it done and, you know, kind of fall off the wagon. Uh, I now set my limits so low that I do like literally 10 minutes, max 15 minutes a day. And I've learned to love it. Mm. And now because I love it, it's been a year and a half. And I swear my lower back pain is gone. Mm. My shoulder aches are gone. Uh, my, my, my neck pain is gone. All the things that you see most everybody walk around, people who spend too much time in front of computers and everything else, 15 minutes a day was the answer for me. I had to keep it so that it, on a daily basis, it almost felt like a joke. You know, I do 10 push-ups. I could do 50. Yeah. But if I do 50, I'm going to exhaust myself. I'm not going to want to do it the next day. So yeah. I do 10 every day, and I'm good to go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, listen, I can't. Um, I barely could do one. So I'm going to start with. The- <laughs> well, but, but that's exactly what I mean, right? Barely one. You know, get on your knees, right? Get on your knees and do the knee push-ups and yeah. see if you can do five of those. And if you can do five of those, do those every day. You yeah. will find, you'll find if you look hard and you, and you are kind to yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. You'll find a level that you can that you can continue on with. And and I mean, to me, especially when I hear somebody like you and and I know how fit you are. and You say I barely could do a a push up. I can believe me. Text me every day. I will give you something to do every day. And and three months from now, you're going to look back and say, I can only do one. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So so these are all steps on a ladder. We just have to figure out what your ladder is. You're right, man. Case, thank you so much. Oh, my, my pleasure. I, 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 I love it. I could talk this way for hours. I feel. Thank you. Now we have to have you back on. I'm gonna have you back on the podcast definitely after your uh, after your race. Tell us about your race. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you, you know, you know, it's it, it's interesting. So it'd be I'm looking at about a three hour and thirty minute race if all if all goes well. You know, let me uh. Knock on wood there. Yeah. Uh, but it's a lot of time to, to think, right? And I don't run with music because I want to take in the crowds and I want to hear my breathing. 
and I want to be with my thoughts. But the for me, the most intimidating part that's coming is the three and a half hour part. So I've got to start mentally start breaking that down into chunks and uh, start melting away the miles. Uh, or, or in this case, I guess I'm going to switch the kilometers since I'm going to Europe, mm-hmm. uh, which which I'm not real familiar with running to anymore. But I'm going to just try it as a mental exercise. Uh, I'm going to melt those kilometers away and see if I can kind of keep uh, keep myself in a good headspace for three and a half hours. And if uh, and if that works out the way I want to, it's going to be a hell of a party week afterwards. Nice. Yes. Take lots of pictures. Um and uh i don't even know if we're following each other on instagram but after this i will follow you um so i can see yeah you're you're making me be better at posting things on instagram (laughs) this is where i think sometimes the generation gap comes in a little bit i you know i i'm a little bit too much facebook and i understand that instagram is a better place to be so uh if you follow me I'll do a better job at posting there instead. Okay. All right. Yeah. How, how about that? Yes. All right. Yeah. Deal. <laughs> I will definitely follow you. <laughs> try and get a little bit better at everything every day. That's right. Yeah. So that is it. absolutely right. Yep. 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 Um, again, I want to say thanks for being a guest. Um, best of luck on Sunday. Looking forward to your pictures of your medal, pictures of you just completing it. And, um, Looking forward to seeing what you have going on next. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. Of course, of course. This is the Rolling With Tay podcast. I'm your host, Tasia, a.k.a. Tay, and thanks for listening.